My fellow Americans, are you tired of the new normal? Are you tired of the lies? Election fraud. You know the thing that the mainstream media and big tech says doesn't exist? It is time to end it. We must keep going. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Many of you are sitting here because you're wanting to know what the plan is. This has to be peaceful! We have the right to peacefully assemble! The solution has been in front of us all along. Ask God if you should step into the gap and become a part of the plan. The plan is simple. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. We are the plan. If you're waiting for others to do the work for you, you're going to be waiting a long time. We are Conservative Daily. Involved in, in the, the development of this broadcast and um, just, you know, thank you for putting it on their hearts and allowing them the opportunity to be a part of this journey. Father, this is just a special prayer that we have for the people in Florida. We, we just ask that you put a hedge of protection around them. I would ask you to protect them from any harm that would come to them. Uh, help them that they may travel in safety, that they may be able to protect their children, protect their families, um, and that there may be uh, minimal harm done to their environment, their homes. And uh, Father, I just ask for you to, 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 to protect them and to, and to stand with them as this hurricane goes through Florida. We ask for all of these things to say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I think it's just, we should probably just pray for the people in Florida. It's going to be a, it's going to hit pretty hard. I read an article, Apollo, I don't know if you saw this, but I read an article that said that uh, the reason why the hurricanes are happening in the Gulf is because of global warming. I too <laughs> have seen these headlines <laughs> and I go, oh my gosh. Yeah, along with hurricanes <laughs> along never with myocarditis. happen. Myocarditis and hurricanes both caused by global warming. Brian says he has no sound. No sound. There's sound. So, no sound. Wait. They do have sound or don't have sound? They do have sound. Everyone has sound? Ha- had sound on intro, Joe. Mike muted in the storm. Get sound. Got sound. Okay, they fixed it. Sorry, Brian, thank you. Is, is, is CanCon on? Negative. Negative? All right. Well, he should be getting on here shortly. We're going to talk about Ukraine today. Um, We also should probably talk about a hearing that they're having down in in Georgia. And I think Brian is going to give us a little bit of an insight to that specifically. Uh, They had Polis, the CEO of Dominion, trying to get ahead of the information that is coming out of Georgia that is massively damaging. The, the problem is they're using Dominion to get ahead of a problem caused by the corruption of Dominion. That's the reality. They stole the election across the country. They built a system that defrauds the American voter. They've been stealing the voice of the American people for years. And now we're faced with, here's all the evidence. And they call in Dominion to say, hey, what's going on? Not an expert. Don't bring an expert, outside expert. Let's bring in Dominion. Let's bring in the piece of crap that said that there was no system, or excuse me, no internet connection 
inside the system. And then we find out it does have it, and silence, because the lie had already been spread across the country. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, we can trust these guys. Yeah, we can trust them. We can trust these Satanists. We can trust these people that are, you know, socialist, Marxist, communist. They want to steal the voice of the American people. Absolutely. I think that's absolutely what we should do. I, I want to get into the um, what's, what's happening in Ukraine and what's happening with the referendum vote and what's happening with the Nord pipeline, the Nord Stream pipeline. And I'm not sure that you understand. Actually, I'm not sure that most people understand what, what is going on in um, in Ukraine. You, you get one side of this message from the radical left, but there was a referendum vote. I talked a little bit about this yesterday, but there was a referendum vote. And in this referendum vote, they voted on whether or not they wanted to be brought into the Russian Federation. And they voted 95% in the referendum, 95% of the voters. Voter turnout was about 50%. And they, the Western narrative, the narrative of the United States, is that it's illegal it's a sham. They use the same words, by the way. Again, mockingbird media. Same words are used, sham. So let's just say the same words about the radical left and the media and what they've done in our country. These people are liars. They're liars. They're liars. They're liars. The media are liars. The mainstream media is fake news. They are liars. They are mockingbird media. Let me say it again for you. They are liars. Okay, wait a minute. They are liars. They are liars. They are liars. They are liars. They are mockingbird media. They are liars. They don't tell the truth. They are fake news. They are liars. Liar, 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 liar. Washington Post all the way down the line. Liar, 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 liar. Okay, I got it out. Apollo, do you have any question on what they are at all? Are they liars? They're liars. Congratulations, you win. They are liars. Oh, thank you for that. So I want to talk about this because I think it's important, and it actually relates to what is happening in Ukraine. But the U.S. Senate uh, moved forward in a vote to do stopgap funding bill after energy proposal was dropped um, let's go ahead and bring up the Reuters article, if we can, please. Uh, and in this, let me just go through this a little bit. The U.S. Senate voted on Tuesday night to move forward with a stopgap funding bill that would avoid a, gov- avoid a government shutdown on Saturday after Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer cut a controversial energy-permitting provision from a critical spending bill. The bill has several more legislative steps before it passes, but Tuesday, 72 to 73 uh, or excuse me, 72 to 23 vote is an indicator as the bipartisan support needed uh, to become law. As we've seen before, and much of, go to the next one if you would, please. Um, earlier on Tuesday, the chamber top Republican Mitch McConnell had called on his fellow Republicans to reject the measure if it came to a vote with Man- Manchin's proposal to reform energy permitting, calling it a partisan poison pill. Bernie Sanders, Democrat climate hawk who had opposed the proposal, applauded the lack of permitting reform in the spending bill. In the midst of horrific climate crisis that we face, the last thing we need is a side deal which would build more pipelines and fossil fuel projects that would have substantially increased carbon emissions. This is unbelievable. The spending provision that remained in the stopgap bill included $12.3 billion in new money to help Ukraine turn back Russia's invasion. House of Representatives Appropriations Committee Chairwoman Rosa DeLauro a Democrat said in a statement, 
this is unbelievable. It includes military and economic assistance. In addition, it authorizes Biden to direct the, down, the drawdown of the $3.7 billion for the transfer of Ukraine in excess weapons from U.S. stocks. Take it down. We're fighting Russia. We're, I want everyone to understand we are in, right now in a war with Russia. You are in a war with Russia. Ukraine is not fighting Russia. No, Ukraine has a neo-Nazi-driven uh, environment, uh, but they're friendly to Jews, so that's okay. Neo-Nazis are okay as long as they're not attacking the Jews that are there. That's, that's, that is literally what they have said. So Ukraine's not fighting Russia. Russia came into Ukraine for a couple of reasons. I want you to understand what those reasons are. One, biolabs. Two, neo-Nazi disease that is spread across Ukraine and is spreading across much of uh, Eastern Europe. That's why. Because all the bad people around the world has used Ukraine as a backstop, a place that they get to, the cabal gets to hang out, and NATO just can't seem to just leave Russia alone. They have to poke the bear by setting themselves up along the coast of Russia, or excuse me, along the, the boundaries of Russia, and, and frankly are causing all sorts of problems because they can't respect the sovereignty of Russia. It, it, it threatens the security of their nation. They feel it. And so Russia's just had enough. And they're saying, listen, we, we, we told you what we were going to do. We told you, and we did it. The one thing about Russia is that they keep telling you what they're going to do, and they do it. Let's, uh, if we can, let's go to A, is it A3? Reaction from Dems and Republicans, additional funding for Ukraine. This is, go ahead and play it. Uh, oh, A3. A yeah, put up A3. Okay. Uh, A4, sorry. We're going to get this right. So this is a bill from Breitbart. Congress unveiled stopgap spending bill with $12 billion in Ukraine aid. $12 billion. Congressional appropriators released a stopgap bill on Monday night that would fund the government through mid-December, specifically earmarking $12.3 billion in aid for Ukraine and $3 billion for Afghan resettlement programs. Short-term spending bill, otherwise known as a continued resolution, would fund the government until December 16th. It would also give Congress more time to hash out a long-term deal to continue funding the government. I want to ask you guys a question. It goes through and said $3 billion the State Department facilitate Afghan resettlement. The FBI, the FBI would receive $15 million to vet Afghan refugees. Yeah, $15 million, $15 million to, Af to, to vet Afghan refugees. So what they're going to do is they're going to turn away the good people and let all the criminals and the terrorists in so they can do harm to American people. Go ahead and take it down. Um, you get further into it, and you say, go to A6 if you would. Well, I'll just point out real quick, halfway in there, remember that the federal government will face a shutdown if Congress fails to pass this by the end of the Friday. I think they should shut down the federal government for, for forever, don't you? I'm open to this suggestion. It could be a very good suggestion. Could be. Um, the Republican from um, 
uh, from Alabama, the ranking member of the Senate Appropriations Committee said Monday night, we have made significant progress towards a continued resolution that is as clean as possible. But if the Democrats insist on including permitted reform, I will oppose it. The Senate will hold a cloture vote on Tuesday night to advance a legislative vehicle for the CR. If the vote fails, then it remains possible that Congress could pass an even shorter bridge funding bill to give Congress more time to solve lawmakers' differences about the bill. I, I, am, I am beside myself. I am beside myself when it comes to what they're doing with money. They're taking your hard-earned money. Many of Americans have lost 50% of their retirement. Right now, their retirement's down 50%. Now, if you're 40 years old, right, have a good job doing good things, you haven't been laid off yet, maybe you run a business, you've had to go through budget cuts and, and cut out certain people to, to make sure you stay ahead of the curve of what's coming next, um, then it's okay because you got, you know, the 15 years or so that you can just extend your retirement but how about if you're 55 or 60 or 65 and they're talking about 50% decrease in your 401k and you would set up to, hey, I'm going to retire in two years. That's probably somewhere between 7 and 10 million Americans are facing that. And we're sending $12 billion overseas to Ukraine to fund our war with Russia. Let's not lie anymore. We are in a war with Russia right now. Because Russiagate, right? Because Russiagate. Let's go ahead and play this cut. Um, and let's get into the referendum vote. Is, is Brian on yet? No, I don't think he's going to be on. He's not going to be on? Okay. We're not going to have CanCon on today. He's in the middle, by the way, of the hurricane down in Florida. So a lot of stuff is going on for him and his family right now. So we said a little prayer for them. Um. So this additional funding for Ukraine comes as, you know, it, it has been reported 80%, 90% of voters approved the referendum on Tuesday. Um, our illustrious White House correspondent had something to say about it. Let's play Cut Zero. escorts and forcing people to fill out ballots on the spot. Should we expect the United States to issue new sanctions this week in response to these sham referendums that are being conducted? So let me just first say that uh, we will never recognize uh, recognize this territory, ne never recognize this territory that this territory as anything other than as part of Ukraine. Uh, this, when it comes to the sham referendum, the sham votes that we're seeing in the last couple of days, we will continue to work with our allies and partners to hold uh, Russia accountable and support Ukraine for as long as it takes. As far as what we are doing, uh, we are prepared to impose additional swift and severe economic costs on Russia, uh, along with our allies and partners in response to these actions that we're seeing currently. Uh, if they move forward, <laughs> Uh, with annexation. We've been very uh, clear about that. As you all saw on Friday, G7 leaders' statement, the United States will never, ever, again, recognize this territory as anything uh, than part of Ukraine. We stand with our partners around the world in rejecting whatever fabricated outcomes Russia announces, uh, and you will hear more from us in the coming days on this. So there could be action on that this week? Uh, 
look, we'll hear more uh, from us in the coming days. Again, these these uh, referendums are a flagrant violation of the international law. You heard that directly from uh, the president at UNGA last week, and it's an affront uh, to the principles of sovereignty and territorial integrity that underpin the international system and are the foundation of the United Nations Charter. You heard the president say that specifically just a few like a, just a few days ago. That's not what he said. That we saw from that's Jake that's Sullivan actually not what he. Hold on, time out, time out. Pause for a minute. Pause. No, no, pause. Just pause it. Just pause it. Just pause it. That's not what he said. That's not what he said. I want you to notice something else about authenticity. When people have an understanding that they're not reading from some playbook that someone puts in front of them. When, 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 when I speak, I don't have a... Do I have a teleprompter? There's no teleprompter. There's nothing that... It, it's, it's as authentic as you can get. And you get to hear my voice in real time. Sometimes I, I see cuts and I go, Whoo. Whoa. Some of the cuts I haven't seen before. I get a brief description of it, and I go, let's play that. Some I have. But I don't have anything that, that I read from and says, it's an affront to, and you could hear as the president. The president does not have U.N. authority. The countries in the U.N. are not standing up saying, this is an affront to the sovereignty of a nation. That is not what they are saying. But because most Americans don't understand what has been happening in areas like Dumbas, you don't know. You have no idea what's been happening. There's been an eight-year war. Go ahead and finish it out. We'll finish out this, this part, Cut. But they're using these words sham for a reason. They are literally doing the same thing. These liars. Call them what they are. They are liars. They are liars. They haven't told the truth about anything. They use propaganda and state-run media and media and technology as a tool to silence the, the, the populace. That's the truth. Well, and, you know, I find it funny. They're saying, okay, these other countries holding elections that everybody supports, these are violations of international law. These are shams. You know, because really the sham elections are ours. <laughs> well, tell me about international law. <laughs> tell me about international yeah, law. In order law? to have international law that applies to you, you have to sign on to it. And the reason why you have a referendum vote is to say, listen, we, we have it in our Constitution. If we want to split the country in half, we have the ability to do, to, to have a uh, um, meeting of the, of the states, and we can decide to make changes. We, we have that ability. So referendum vote is asking the people, what do you want? Let's go ahead and finish this out, and then we'll talk about the republic is sending their own people in to say, we want to become a part of Russia. These figures yesterday about the catastrophic warnings that they say that they've communicated to Russia if Russia chooses to use nuclear weapons in Ukraine. Does the United States believe that, you know, even if it's still low, does it believe the chances of Russia using nuclear weapons is higher now than it was in February and March, given what's happened on the battlefield? So as far as any evidence or the chances, look, we haven't seen that at this, at this time. Uh, we take these threats, though, very seriously. Uh, but we have not seen any reason to adjust our own nuclear posture at this time. Okay, hold on uh, a second. Again, Take it off. We're done. <laughs> when you are dumber than a box of rocks, what you do is you read from a piece of paper. What that tells you about these press conferences is that they are pre-planned. I'm going to call on you. I'm going to call on you. I'm going to. It's Kabuki theater. These people are not authentic. These people have an agenda. 
These people have an ideological bend because they're liars. But they've been caught in this facade, this lie for so long that the American people listen to it and they laugh. And they should. Well, again, you contrast this to Trump. I mean, you remember his press conferences where he would just slaughter these people? Oh, yeah. No, he just calls on everyone. Oh, you're fake news. He's just, he's very authentic and he's yeah. very off the cuff. Whereas now we keep laughing every time she says we've been very clear because it's just like Jen Psaki, like, I'm going to circle back to that. I'm going to have to circle back. We've been clear. And then we go, we go look for it. We go look for the really clear. And I go, all right, you were really clear. I want to know where the really clear is. Let's go be clear together. Can we circle back to the point that we were very clear about that just and, a few days ago? And then you go look for the very clear and you go, all right, they're very clear. They said they're very clear. I want to make sure they're very clear. It sounds pretty clear to me that they were clear. So let's go find out when they were clear. And you can't find anything. You could find nothing. No, we cannot circle back to those moments. Circle back. Circle back. Let's uh, cut one. Let's put this up there. Dumbass Republic. This is an RT, right, which is Russia Today. And you go, oh, my gosh, you got Russia Today up here. Oh, my gosh. This is reality. There are people in that are on the ground in Ukraine that are, that are international uh, that watchers, basically. Donbass Republic and uh, Kherson region appeal to Moscow. Leaders of both regions have sent official requests to become a part of Russia following public votes. Here's the other thing you need to understand. It was the public that decided to vote to become a part of Russia. Russia did not come in and run an election. That is not what happened. And last night I was on RT News. It's probably the weirdest interview I've done because the questions I didn't really know I was trying to answer them and then finally I was like I don't know I don't know I don't know how to feel about the vote I don't know how to feel about what's next for Russia it creates uncertainty I think that's probably where they were going with it they they, they asked me authentic questions and I, I gave them an authentic answer and yeah am I really mad at the government apparatus of the United States yes does that mean that I that I I hate anybody that works for the government the answer is no do I feel that we have to have more courage to stand up to this apparatus that we don't even know exists it's it's the wizard behind the curtain I think we do but but let's read a little bit of this if we can if we go to B2 the leader of the Lugansk People's Republic, the LPR, and their counterpart in Kherson region have officially asked President Vladimir Putin to be accepted as the Rus- into the Russian Federation. The move follows referendums on joining Russia, where the overwhelming majority voted in favor. In a video addressing published on Wednesday, LPR leader uh, Leonid uh, Pesenchnik said the republic's residents have not received support from any country other than Russia and have been continuously bombarded by Kiev's forces in the past eight years. Look, I don't care what you say, this is absolutely true. Vladimir Saldo, leader of Ukraine's Kherson region, which is now mostly controlled by Russian forces, penned a similar address to Putin on Wednesday. In his letter, he also asked for his territory to be accepted into Russia, stating that the people of Kherson have expressed their desire to reunite with their country, which has always lived in their hearts. So, so we have sponsors that have been with us for a long time. This one has definitely been here a long time. This is Air Medcare Network. Today's podcast, again, sponsored by Air Medcare Network. If you live in a rural area that's hard to reach by road if you travel a lot. 
if you even drive a lot. Even if you don't drive a lot, this is good fire insurance. If you like to hike or spend time outdoors, you want to make sure your family is protected in a medical emergency. If you ever need to be air medically transported with air med care network, you're covered for as little as $85 a year. Your whole household will be covered in case you ever need to be air medically transported. Uh, simply visit airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily and you'll receive up to a $50 visa gift card when you sign up today. Now they also have an Amazon card, but we don't do business with Amazon here on this show. So please do not sign up for this and get the $50 Amazon gift card uh, because that is feeding the beast and we don't feed the beast. So get that $50 um, gift card and sign up. You can go up to, I think the five-year membership is like 300 bucks or something, but uh, so it's even less. So it's $85 a year for your whole family. And then as you go up, it, it, it actually reduces. So airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily. Uh, the Donetsk and Lugansk People's Republic, along with Kurnsan region and part of the Zeporoza region in southern Ukraine, voted to join Russia in referendums that were held between September 23rd and 27. While the process is officially integrating these two provinces into the Russian Federation may take some time, as it is requires approval from Parliament and the President, Kremlin spokesperson uh, Dmitry Peskov has expressed optimism that it will be done fast enough. Meanwhile, the EU and the U.S. have called the referendums a sham and have vowed to never recognize the regions as part of the Russian Federation. You, you see the words that they use, sham, and he puts it in, in quotes. You take it down if you would, please. The, the reason why this is important, I want to slow this down for you a little bit. I want you to understand this in, in terms that I'm speaking to you as you. Not a bunch of stuff saying, we have been clear about this and clear about that. And the sovereignty of the uh, uh, underpinnings of the, the gibberish that they talk about when they get up there and read from a piece of paper. Let me just talk to you about in simple terms. Ukrainian people are Russian, and Russian people are Ukrainian. Okay? Their families, the, the job markets are interconnected, the people are interconnected, the culture is interconnected. They are as one. Many Ukrainian, Ukrainian people work in Russia and vice versa. They love each other. They are, you know, people think, as, as Don Quarter uh, said, he said that people think that they're cold. They're not cold. They're just, they, they laugh at what they want to laugh at, and then they're done, right? So they don't walk around with this perpetual smile on their face because they're authentic people. I believe that. When, when people of Ukraine go through eight years of war, and it's been done by the people that say they represent them, much like what we're going through in the United States with this radical leftist agenda with the BLM and Antifa and the liars in the media and technology companies, it causes them to have pause and say, how are we raising our kids? They ask the same questions in a different language. They just want life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. But your, your child is getting shot by a sniper who's there to just bored. Says, ah, let's kill this kid. Let's kill this woman. Let's kill this man. Life is cheap for these neo-Nazis that represent the interest of Kiev. So when they walk around in the EU, let's just talk about this. We are Americans. We care about America. We want America first. I've talked to Democrats. They all say, yes, we should put our mask on first before assisting others. 
we should take care of our children. We should take care of our homeless. We should take care of our drug problem. We should take care of our cities and the crime that we face. These are problems that are real. We should lower taxes. We should push out and shrink government and allow for us to live our lives. But see, they've made living a life very difficult. So when they say the EU, I want to remind you of a few things. Simply. Simply. Ready? The UK got out of the EU. Overwhelming majority of people inside of the UK rejected the, the EU. What just happened in Italy? What just happened in Italy? They just tore down the flag of the EU and said, enough. We, we don't want refugees. We don't want people from 15 other nations. We don't want them coming in and destroying our country and pooping at the Eiffel, not the Eiffel Tower, but pooping. In, I mean, I, I use that as an example because France is the same way. Go talk to a majority of people in France, and they will tell you that they reject the idea that people that have been in that country for six, seven, eight, nine generations, centuries, are being pushed out of their homes and refugees given the keys to their flat. They're rejecting it. And what is happening in the United States? The Air Force Academy is now wanting this woke, gender-fluid, only minorities, it's racism against white people. They're creating a divide and creating chaos in our communities while we the people are soundly rejecting it. But then they use an election system and they put up these weak pieces of trash all over the country that don't mind for money and power betraying the people next to them because they don't care about anybody but themselves. The selfishness is unbelievable. I need to do a quick read for one of our sponsors. Um, this podcast brought to you by IP Vanish. If you're tired of feeling like somebody's always watching on the internet, maybe advertisers know a little too much about you. We've talked a lot about IP Vanish. They've been a, a partner of the show for quite some time now. But IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet without exposing your private details to third parties, such as hackers, your ISP, or advertisers. You can use IPVanish on your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you stream media. Um, you can use IPVanish on a limited device at the same time without sacrificing on speed, your computers, tablets, phones. Um, it's and, and for our listeners, they're, they're offering an incredible 70% off your yearly plan to our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. It's like getting nine months for free. It's super easy to use. All you do is tap one button. You're instantly protected. I will tell you that there are some apps that you have to turn off. If you're using like Ring apps or things like that, you have to turn it off in order to actually access it because it has to have a localized IP address. But um, that's just something you just learn when you get it. But you, you get to keep them from getting access to most of your information. Uh, those apps just need it to make it necessary to validate who you are. Uh, so go to ipvanish.com slash daily. Use promo code daily. You do have to use the slash daily. So ipvanish.com slash daily. Use promo code daily and claim your 70% savings. So Vladimir Putin... President Putin of Russia, everybody wants to say, super bad guy. I'm going to tell you right now. I would. He is standing up for his own people. He is standing up for people that are being adversely affected and bullied and killed and maimed and beaten by the people that are supposed to be protecting them. The same thing that is happening in our country. And here's what we do. 
We hand money to Ukraine and we lie to the American people and we create this thing with the EU as if the EU and this fake government we have in the U.S. right now, this bloated evil that we have in our communities right now, is the arbiter of truth. Show me. Show me how they're the arbiter of truth. I'll wait here. And if you're a radical leftist, please give me facts. I want facts. I want you to be able to debate me, but you can't. Because you don't have facts. Show me the international law that makes it illegal for a referendum vote to happen in a war-torn area that has been attacked by its own government, which is controlled and infected with neo-Nazis, but they're the good neo-Nazis that don't kill Jews, so they're okay, that hate black people, that hate Hispanics, that hate anyone that's not like them, but they're okay. We can use them to kill and keep people in line in our country. And they're supported by people over here that go there and prop up their message using VOA, Voice of America. A state-run, just absolute crap bag organization run by this establishment instrument in the United States government. And we don't even know where they're getting their message from, but it's got to be from a small group of people. I'm disappointed that people can't see it for what it is. They use the same parroted talk points. And only the village idiots actually follow, and everyone else just remains silent. So be an arbiter, be an ambassador of truth, and speak it. But, but let's go to this if we can. NPR, this is unbelievable. NPR, with staged referendums in Ukraine, staged referendums, by the way, staged referendums in Ukraine, complete, Russia begins the annexation process. Moscow-backed separatist leaders in occupied areas of Ukraine... Okay, so this is what they do. This is, this is called the wrap-up smear. Moscow-backed separatist leaders in occupied areas of Ukraine moved quickly to issue formal appeals to join the Russian Federation on Wednesday, just hours after claiming overwhelming numbers of people had the, there had chosen to join Russia in a series of highly controversial referendums. The vote was widely condemned by Ukraine and its Western partners, as a violation of international law, which ballots cast with ballots cast at gunpoint. Okay, there was never a ballot cast at gunpoint. In Donetsk, the pro-Russian separatist leader Denis Pashelin praised a colossal result that saw 99.23% of residents in the self-proclaimed Donetsk People's Republic back an initiative to join Russia. To say we didn't expect such a result simply wouldn't be true. In a press conference, shrugged off Western criticism. We've made history. Pro-Russian officials in the occupied territories of Luhansk, Kherson, Zaporizhia announced similar returns, claiming between 87 and 98 percent residents have voted to favor of joining Russia. The Kremlin now sees all but guaranteed to attempt a repeat of its annexation of the Crimean Peninsula, Peninsula in Ukraine following a similar referendum in 2014. The move was never internationally recognized and triggered Western sanctions. Welcome home to Russia, proclaimed former Russian President Dmitry Medvedev, now a member of Russia's Security Council, and a post on social media. Yet the exact Russian timetable for absorbing the new regions remains unclear. 
There were reports Wednesday that separatist leaders were en route to Moscow for consultations. President Vladimir, Vladimir Putin expected to address the Federal Council, Russia's upper house of parliament, in a speech Friday. This is a U.S. ambassador to the U.N. We are putting forward a Security Council resolution to condemn Russia's sham referendum. Again, there's the word sham. Super important for you to understand what they're doing. This is not new. This is not a new thing. This is what they do. Okay? And then if you look here, um, let me see what else it says here. Hold on a second. I'm out of the loop here for a second. Um, call on member states not to recognize any altered state of Ukraine and to obligate Russia to withdraw its troops from Ukraine. Okay, the reason why they went to Ukraine was for very simple reasons, and it's gotten lost in this this bastion of of sham, 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 which is all a lie. And it's your job, by the way, if you're listening to this podcast, to call the sham what it is. The sham is the sham presidency and and of our country. The sham is what they've done to countries around the world to cause mass casualties and, and mass death. This episode of Conservative Daily is brought to you by DCF Guns. They're not just a supporter and a partner of the show. They're an organization that is on the front line of promoting safe and responsible gun ownership. Along with being a staunch defender of the Second Amendment, they have a lot of different things inside of their three ranges and stores. So they have a gunsmith at every location. They have the ability to do massive amounts of training, uh, anything from beginners all the way up to uh, competitive shooting. Um, they're also the best gun store in Colorado. Uh, between a mar massive arsenal of top-tier firearms, competitive pricing on ammunition, they're a go-to resource for newcomers and expert shooters alike. Memberships there start for as little as $25 a month and offer an arsenal of benefits beyond that, such as store-wide discounts and special access to training. Even better, what you're seeing right now is DCF Guns also has an e-commerce option, meaning you can take advantage of the awesome prices without leaving your home. Just visit dcfguns.co and start browsing. I do want to tell you that as a listener of conservative-daily.com, you get an additional 5% off everything in the store. You have to use discount code Joe. That's J-O-E. That's discount code Joe. Go to dcfguns.co and use discount code Joe. J-O-E. That's me. Or it's coffee, cup of Joe. Um, but you can go there and save an additional 5% off every single thing on the site. Um, as always, we'll keep the range hot and the deals hotter only at DCF Guns in Castle Rock and Colorado Springs and now online, available to everyone across the entire country. Let's go ahead. Uh, just a quick update that I'm, I'm curious about. Uh, we talked about this. We talked much about Georgia Maloney. Mm -hmm. uh, so she came out, it was reported in Reuters today that after uh, Zelensky congratulating her, uh, she now came out and said that the Ukrainian people can uh, count on their support and they're looking forward to working together. So maybe a little bit of caution with Maloney. Who knows if it's just optics or if a Italian Trump she is not. I mean, I, it's kind of weird because she is in the EU, obviously. So I don't know if she's just trying to pander to the EU until she's actually, you know, she has the ability to do more things. But it's interesting she comes out so quickly after getting elected. Does anything surprise you at this point? Negative. Yeah. And and I want to I want to be clear. I'm not negative about so many parts of the federal government which I think are are needed. 
I mean, the Bureau of Land Management has been confiscating land across the country for much, for a long time. The and we can talk about other things related to uh, you know giving CPR money to farmers so that they would not farm their land so that we could import food from other nations, which weakens us as a nation. By the way, I just want you to know that we can talk about the things that are happening in the agricultural department and the fact that they're trying to confiscate land using. Uh, the ability for, say, Amish not to use their, they don't use their Monsanto, their, their, what is it called? Their the chemicals. Chemicals that they want to confiscate their land. We, we, we are looking at a weaponization across the government of multiple entities that you can't keep up with. There's entities that we didn't even know exists until today. Till, till 2020, we didn't know. Right? We didn't know. I mean, DNI wasn't even out there. How, how often do they talk about DNI? Oh, most of the things that are in mainstream politics now. I mean, regarding the Department of Justice, there's a lot of processes that are now mainstream news and huge focal points in uh, in in average households that no one really knew about or talked about. You might find it if you were watching C-SPAN yeah. for six hours, but other than that, no one really paid attention. Well, and it's it's interesting that as we walk through the process of of breaking down what's happening in Ukraine and breaking down what's happening in our country. I know Brian and I were talking earlier and he put me on a live video, kind of taking a little bit of a left turn here, um, where Polis from Dominion was was testifying in front of Congress. He's gonna wanna, he's gonna wanna come on and, and talk a little bit about this because there's a, there's a lot, there's so much going on right now. It's unbelievable as it relates to um, Dominion voting systems, ESNS, Smartmatic, CIDL, which we, you guys haven't heard this yet about CIDL, but I got some, I got some explosive information we're going to be releasing about CIDL, some information about Edison, some information about how they interact with votes from the American people and how they water it down and have the ability to manipulate votes in multiple areas. Um, you're, you're, you're going to hear a lot over the next little bit, but the American people have lost the trust of the government apparatus. The institution of government has become exposed. It's become exposed, and now we have realized what was normally you couldn't talk about, you couldn't show the, the, the receipts on. You, we now have the ability to see the receipts. We can see the truth. We saw the truth with, with COVID. And in large part, social media, as, as much as they're silencing people, has become the tool of information out there. So you have uh, Pete Santilli, who's got a great show. You guys that don't know this, he's got a great show, a lot of great information. I don't want to talk about the fights that he has with people. I don't care. He himself spends a lot of time on some really great topics. You got CanCon. You got David Clemens. You got Mike Lindell. You have, I mean, I can go down the line. You have great people out there that are, that are doing great work. But we are starting to realize that the people that are in positions of trust and authority across the world are liars. And the, the easy way to figure out who's lying and who is not lying is to put the litmus test on, is it good for the people? Is there any part of it that makes sense or doesn't make sense? And if it doesn't make sense, there's a pretty good chance that they're doing something against the will of the people. In tying into what's happening in Ukraine, I wanna talk about what happened in Sudan. You had the DPA, the CPA, the E, 
um, EPA, East ESP, EPA, yeah, EPA. Um, and so let me talk about those. You have the Comprehensive Peace Agreement, which was in Sudan. This is, uh, which called for a referendum vote. And uh, Colonel Powell was the, Colin Powell, excuse me, was the one that uh, signed that uh, peace agreement. I have a copy of that that was given to me um, as a gift. And you also have the East Peace Agreement, so the East Sudan Peace Agreement. And you had the Darfurian Peace Agreement. So you had the DPA. I think it was called the EPA. I have a copy of that too. And the CPA. And what they were was they were built by the UN, right? So they came in and said that, that they had ethnic cleansing and genocide. This came on the heels of a person called Susan Rice. And Susan Rice was trying to negotiate with President al-Bashir of Sudan to have them open up and, and, and build trade agreements. Because keep in mind, Kanana, you, don't, you don't know this, but Kanana sugar is in, um, is in Sudan. It's in the northeast part of Sudan, uh, north of Khartoum, which is the capital of Sudan. And now uh, closer to the, the border, which is called the Abia district, which sits between South Sudan and the Republic of Sudan. But Susan Rice was rejected by President al-Bashir, who felt that, and, and this, is, this is not conjecture. I didn't make this up. I have documents that prove all of this. Um, not in my control anymore, thank God. Uh, but I have documents that I was able to review that showed that all of a sudden, as soon as they were rejected, as soon as the U.S. apparatus was rejected, now we have genocide, ethnic cleansing happening. We had now all of these Darfurian uh, rebel groups. We had the Janjaweed, Chadian rebels, Libyan army. You had all this stuff that influenced what happened in Darfur, which is in the uh, northwest section of Sudan. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because they talk about it going against the international law. We funded private wars inside of Sudan, killing innocent people. The U.S. apparatus did that. It used, its, it used money to largely buy people to do bad things to other people. It bought stories out of some of these villages in the Darfurian area, the Darfur area. And the U.S. government wanted it because there's this place in, first, first of all, Sudan is one of the most resource-rich countries in all of North Africa. If I'm lying, I'm dying. And there's an area called the Abia district. And, and so I'm giving you a little bit of a history in the middle of this for a reason. There are Coptic Christians that live in Sudan. There are Muslims that live in Sudan. You have, you have black Sudanese, you have um, Middle Eastern Sudanese, you have different cultures, you have different sects of, of Muslims in Sudan. They've been intermarrying for thousands of years, by the way. But you have this area that is the oil-rich area, and so that oil became the point of contention for South and, and the, the Republic of Sudan. When 
this big CPA came out and they were talking about genocide down in South Sudan and when the US got involved and the UN got involved in Sudan, it led to mass death. It led to a complete collapse of their healthcare system. It led to a complete collapse of their education system. They had people that were coming in and building out education environments, that collapsed. The stability of the region diminished. And we went in and um, for those of you who don't know, the, the Garang who died, he was the leader, he was the president of South Sudan before the referendum vote to split the region. He was killed in a helicopter accident, accident, but just so happened to have a disagreement in South Sudan with Western influences just a week before. And I'm not saying they killed him, but it really is, it's, it's kind of like this, this thing that, it's these coincidences. Now today, there's a referendum vote to split the country in two. And that referendum vote was overwhelmingly that they wanted to split and, and make South Sudan its own country, which they did. It was supported and sanctioned by the United States, specifically, and led through the UN. We bullied our way through. And in the end, President al-Bashir said, what, what, it's fine, whatever, good. Now you have the sovereignty of a nation, sovereignty of people that say, look, we're being killed. We're actually being shot and killed. We're actually in war with Kiev right now inside of our, they're, they're, they're basically terrorizing us. And Russia comes in and says, we're going to support you. We're going to protect you. We're going we're to eradicate this Nazi, this neo-Nazi area. We're going to get rid of these these funded biolabs that are pushing out these, these things across the nation in order to terrorize people across the globe. And they come in and say, UN law doesn't allow for it. And the people are like, hey, listen, we, we want to be done with the place that's trying to murder us. Please let us become. They vote 99%. We want to join Russia. And the US and the apparatus of the EU comes out and goes, yeah, but it's, it's a sham. You're not allowed to. And in the middle of all of that, Biden gets up and talks about the Nord pipeline. And all of a sudden, it's reported. CIA assets reports it, said this is what's going to happen. Two explosions occur. Now there's a leak. It's not a leak. It was sabotage on the Nord pipeline, which is controlled by Germany. And the United States gets involved in it in order to create more chaos. Well, Tucker Carlson had something to talk about that as well. Again, sabotage against Russia. Do everything you can to hurt Russia. These are evil people, by the way. Let's go ahead and play the cut with Tucker, please. Good evening and welcome to Tucker Carlson. Tonight, you hate to start a Tuesday evening on a grim note, but one of the environmental catastrophes, one of the great environmental catastrophes of our time is unfolding tonight off the coast of Denmark. The Nord Stream pipelines, which are enormous Russian-owned conduits that carry natural gas from Russia to Western Europe, have been breached. As we speak, Nord Stream 1 and Nord Stream 2 are pouring millions of cubic meters of natural gas into the Baltic Sea. Pictures from the air, which you can now see on your screen, show a toxic bubble field more than half a mile wide. You can only guess at how many marine mammals are being killed right now, countless. But the lasting damage may be to the atmosphere. Natural gas is comprised of up to 90% methane, 
Methane, as Joe Biden has often told you, is the key driver of global warming, which is, of course, an existential threat to humanity and the planet. So if you're worried about climate change, what just happened to the Nord Stream pipelines is as close to the apocalypse as we have ever come. So the question is, how did this happen? And it turns out it was not an accident. At the very same time that leaks in these pipelines were detected, Swedish officials recorded two powerful undersea explosions, each one of which was equivalent to hundreds of pounds of TNT. Nothing in nature can account for that. Almost immediately, the pipelines began leaking in three separate places. So there's only one explanation for what happened. This was an act of industrial terrorism. That was very obvious to the Prime Minister of Poland, and he wasted no time in saying so. Watch. Today, we are also dealing with an act of sabotage. We do not know the details of what happened yet, but we can clearly see that it is an act of sabotage, an act that probably marks the next stage in the escalation of the situation we are dealing with in Ukraine. We can clearly see, he said, this was an act of sabotage, an act of terrorism. Well, yes, we can see that. So the question is who did it, and of course the prime suspect is obvious, it would be the same man who caused domestic inflation here in the U.S. and stole the 2016 election from Hillary Clinton, that'd be Vladimir V. Putin. The Washington Post got right to it. Putin, they declared, is now weaponizing the Nord Stream pipelines. According to the Canadian ambassador to the U.N., Vladimir Putin has decided to use, quote, pollution as an act of war. Progressive Twitter strongly endorsed this conclusion. Putin did it. And that makes sense until you thought about it for just a moment. Vladimir Half Putin a second. may be evil, they tell us that he is evil, but is he stupid? Probably isn't stupid. And yet, and here's the strange part, if you are Vladimir Putin, you would have to be a suicidal moron to blow up your own energy pipelines. That's the one thing you would never do. Natural gas pipelines are the main source of your power and your wealth, and most critically, your leverage over other countries. Europe needs your energy, now more than ever, with winter approaching. If you can't deliver that energy, then countries like Germany have no need to pay attention to what you want. You're in the middle of a war, an all-hands-on-deck war, so you need all the leverage you can get. Under these circumstances, there is no chance you would blow up Nord Stream 1 or 2. Not now, obviously. In fact, it's so obvious that even our famously dim Secretary of State, Tony Blinken, seemed to acknowledge it. Sabotaging Nord Stream, he said today, is, quote, clearly in no one's interest. Right. But really only half right. It is true that blowing up Nord Stream does not help Vladimir Putin. He would not do that. Why would he? But that doesn't mean that other countries wouldn't consider doing it. They would consider it. And we know they have considered it because at least one of them has said so in public. Biden. In early February, less than three weeks before the war in Ukraine began, <laughs> Joe Biden suggested on camera yes. that he might take out these pipelines. Watch. If Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the, uh, the, the border of Ukraine again, then uh, there, will be, uh, we, there will be no longer a Nord Stream 2. We, we will bring an end to it. But, you, but how, will you, how will you do that exactly? Since we did this first, by the way. We the brought this to people first. I will be clear. We will, uh, <laughs> I promise you, we'll be able to do it. Notice how he phrased that, and he's the president, doesn't phrase things by accident, particularly when he's reading off cards. He didn't say, I will pause the delivery of gas from Russia to Germany. He said, there won't be a Nord Stream 2. We'll put an end to it. We'll take it out. We'll blow it up. 
How will you do this? He was asked. I promise you we will be able to do it. They thought this through. And yet those watching, very much including us, didn't take Biden seriously when he said it. This is the president who has declared climate change the most pressing emergency in the history of the world. This is the man who lectures you about using a wood stove or driving an SUV because of its emissions. This is the guy who spent billions trying to mitigate cow flatulence because methane. Would that guy really blow up a methane pipeline in the middle of the Baltic Sea? It was hard to imagine. That would be an unimaginably reckless act. That would be the kind of thing you would do if you wanted to start a nuclear war. It would be insane. And yet, in retrospect, it's obvious they were thinking about this because Joe Biden wasn't the... Okay, so let me, let me tie all this together. You have social media that comes out and parrots the idea that Russia blew up their own pipeline sabotage your own pipeline. You have Biden that comes out and talks about it before. You have people like Bill Gates and others, Soros, and this new world order, you know, World Economic Forum, that come out and talk about depopulation, that they want to cut the population across the globe by as much as 85%. Listen, I'm, I didn't make this up. I'm not, I'm not making it up. They want a World War III. And while we let some of the weakest people among us, the weakest people among us, and I think aliens, I mean, what, what else could you say? Aliens? Maybe, maybe they're just all a bunch of lizards. It, it, it could be a real thing. I know, I know that I'm, I'm joking about it, half joking about it. But who would make the decisions that they're making today? Having all the access you have to intelligence... Why would you make decisions to cause as much strife, pain, anguish, and let evil run amok as these people have done? Why would you do it? You wouldn't do it unless you were trying to depopulate the world. You wouldn't do it unless you were trying to destabilize the world. You weren't, wouldn't do it unless you wanted to hurt the people of Germany. See, this is the smiling that you do as you're stabbing groups of people in the community who represent no value to these power-hungry people these evil in our society. So we know why they're doing it. We know that some, at some point it's going to escalate to the place where there are too many idiots with access to nuclear weapons. Well, President Trump had to, had to say something about this as well. Let's put this up there as well, yeah. So you can save up to 66% with code CD21 if you go to mypillow.com. You can also use CD21, that's uh, Charlie David 21, if you go to mystore.com. Donald Trump, wow, what a statement. World War III, anyone? And this is replying to these people. ABC News says, Biden, if Russia invades, then there will be no longer a Nord Stream 2. We will bring an end to it. Reporter, but how will you do that exactly since the project is in Germany's control? Biden, I promise we will be able to do that. When we talk about proxy wars, it's important for you to understand that it does not matter who fires the gun? And you say, well, America's, Americans are not at risk. Americans are at risk. Because while we are funding and taking your money and handing it over to foreign interests in Ukraine and saying, go fight them because we need our bio labs, because we need neo-Nazism to be created, to thrive. We need to be able to tell people that these are fascists while we create a fascist environment and attack the people around the world. Cause It's called dazing and confusing. They want to daze and confuse you. 
But we are actually at war. Because instead of actually killing our people over in a war where we actually fight man-to-man against Russia, you know, the big bad polar bear, Russia, we allow people to come through our borders and them to pull on the grasp of taking our guns away, take our right to speech away, take all of this away, and then bring these murderous people up through there to make victims of our society while we weaken the institution of our own government, weaken the institution of our own military while handing it over to Ukraine. It's, it, it is their playbook in order to go to a worldwide one government, we're in power, weak assholes who destroy the fiber and soul of a nation. You are at war with Russia. And there's no better indication of that than what they're doing currently and what they did to, in a terrorist act, in blowing up the Nord Stream pipelines. That's a lot. It's a lot, to, it's a lot to take in. It's a big sandwich. I just said a lot. And you are welcome to double check and triple check me, quadruple check. You're willing to go through all that. It's just, it's just it, you have to understand where the apparatus of government goes. The United States is like a rabid dog. The apparatus of the United States is like a rabid dog. It is friendly. It will rub up against your leg. If you feed it, you're okay. If you continue to make it fat and happy, you're okay. If you do its bidding when it tells you, and you're like, okay, I'm going to go over here and just do, okay, I'm going to sit down here. Okay, sit okay, you're good. All right. Then you're fine. But it's a rabid dog that is your friend until it's not your friend. That is the apparatus of the United States. That's not the, that's not the soul of America. It's not the will of the people. That's the apparatus that they've created by creating a bloated government that takes away your rights, steals 54% of your, 53, 54% of your money, takes that money from you, causes inflation, does the things that they do. Those are the things and the reasons why they do that. We, we have a lot more to go through. I'm not going to get through all this, though. Did you hear me? Say again? We're not going to get through all this. This is a lot. Yeah, it is. But, um, I mean, you know, the point, we, if we look at the rest of this, it's, you know, they, uh, they mentioned a lot. Tucker covered uh, most of it in a pretty, you know, a pretty good summary. Uh, but, again, this is the same thing. KJP, the little darling in the White House, uh, you know, she was very clear that this is Putin's war. Uh, you know, in some of the same press conference, she refuses to answer on, you know, the nuclear uh you know, on the nuclear response, refuses to comment on the pipeline. They're they're doing the exact same thing that they have been. It's the same thing that they've done with the narrative in Ukraine from the start. And they said that they can have the pipeline fixed. Uh, if I if I heard it right, they can have the pipeline fixed. It'll probably take them somewhere between uh, five and seven days. Correct? Uh, I don't remember exactly the timeline, but yeah, I mean they could fix it. Uh, it wouldn't take you know years for them to do it. But uh, I mean it's it's a big deal, and it, it it's frankly just as we've seen now. With the continued escalation in Ukraine, us continuing to send money, continuing to send uh, resources over there. Uh, I mean, it's an act of war. If if it does come, you know, come to be revealed that it was the United States, it's an act of war. And I think that's what they're looking for. They're looking for an escalation. It feels like an escalation. It feels like a purposeful escalation. And they're trying to create a war that pushes us to a place that we can't come back from. 
Man, it's crazy. So if you put up C6, this is a picture of what we're looking at here. This is what the, the pipelines look like. They come from two ports, and they run the Nord Stream 1 and the Nord Stream, Nord Stream, and the Nord Stream 1 and Nord Stream 2. So the Nord Stream, they run side by side, um, and uh, they connect into Germany. Now, Germany is in control of that pipeline. We are going into winter season in Germany. And for those of you that don't know that are in the EU listening to this broadcast, I got a couple of emails from you guys yesterday saying, Joe, thanks for, thanks for shedding light on how we feel about the EU. Because they all feel like the EU was a setup for people to be able to take away the sovereignty of nations and basically get rid of their culture. It's crazy, but that's what they, they're using outsiders in order to influence and destroy the culture of their communities. Um, but they're already facing massive energy crisis in that area. Energy pricing in Germany right now is like 500% higher than it was. A thousand percent higher than it was. The cost of oil products, products that come from oil, are literally 20 times, 30 times the cost. We're, we're talking about massive increases in structural costs for people to live their lives in Germany. We're not hearing about this, but that's what's happening. And you have people that are in other countries around the EU that are, that are facing a similar fate. Now they, and how they've been able to handle it in some of these socialist environments is that they're increasing allowances and they're going through rolling blackouts and, or, or darkouts where they dark out the ability to use those, those energies. And keep in mind, energy was one of the first countries to have a uh, energy neutral plan in order to install solar panels everywhere and park it into the grid. What are we doing here? Oh, this is just uh, while you're talking so people can see. This is just in the last few months. Just electricity costs in Germany. I mean, this has doubled Yeah. just since a couple of months ago. I mean, right now, uh, I mean, it's gone up almost two and a half, three times. It's, ac it's actually down a little bit uh, according to this, uh, this website. But That's electricity. This is just electricity. Yeah, that's not talking about their gas, natural gas. I know, gas. I know, but that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. This is just their electricity costs. This yeah. isn't even considering the fallout of this and the other, uh, you know, the other hardships that they have been having and are going to have. Yeah. So w w let's let's do C seven. We're just going to wrap up with a few things. We're going to play a President Trump talking, and then uh, I got a couple other ones that I'll pick through here. But uh, um, let's play C seven. So uh, Poland's prime minister said that watch her eyes. Watch her eyes. Run from Russia were an act Those of on the audio version. Does the U.S. have any evidence of sabotage? What role is it playing? So I'm not going to get into uh, going to speculate on the cause of this. It's not something that Watch we're going eyes. to do. Uh, I know our European our, uh, partners are investigating this, so we stand ready to provide uh, to provide support uh, to their efforts uh, once they have completed their investigation. Uh, as you all know, these pipelines weren't pumping gas into Europe at this time. Uh, NS2 was never operational, as you guys know. NS1 has not been operational for weeks because uh, Putin has weaponized uh, energy. And That's not said true. This many times before. This just That's drives not true. home the importance of our efforts to work together to get alternative Listen, if you're on the audio version, she is not looking at the people. She is looking at her notes. And she is reading from notes. In other words, she doesn't have the intelligence. Take it down. 
She doesn't have the basic intelligence to answer a question. Not the basic intelligence. And no authenticity. Just stand up there like a little puppet doing the works of these very evil people. Let's play C-16. I want to play about this. This is, this is President Trump talking about World War III. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, this was in Ohio. Let's go ahead and play this cut. I hope I'm not going to be right about World War III because we have stupid people dealing and you could end up, possibly end up, better chance today than ever. You know, Putin mentioned the N-word. You know what the N-word is? It's, no, no, no. It's the nuclear word. He mentioned the N-word yesterday, the nuclear word, not supposed to be mentioned. Uh, you could end up in World War III, and this will be a war like we've never had before. It won't even be close because we're being run by stupid people. And then Glenn Greenwald on Joe Rogan. Um, I want to play this if we can. This is kind of taking a little bit of a left turn, but Snowden was trapped in Russia by the U.S. And uh, this is an interesting take on Snowden, not one that Snowden shares, but let's go ahead and play this cut uh, on Joe Rogan of Glenn Greenwald. Um, you know, like one example is, you know, Snowden's in Russia. You know why he's in Russia? Because the U.S. government forced him to be there by invalidating his passport when he tried to leave and by Joe Biden bullying every other country that he applied for asylum with. They trapped him in Russia. He never chose to be there. He was planning on transiting through. And then they used the fact that he's in Russia to say, oh, look, he's a traitor. Otherwise, why would he be in Russia? So there's really effective propaganda. So I don't blame the population. The people I blame are journalists. It is the job of journalists to defend the people who expose the truth. If you don't do that as a journalist, what is your fucking purpose? Why yep. are you a journalist? And not only don't journalists care much about what's being done to Julian Assange or Edward Snowden, most of them, if you actually ask them and talk to them about it, will justify and defend the fact that they ought to be in prison. Because what they really are are servants of the government and not what they pretend to be. So Joe Biden was responsible for blocking his asylum to other countries? Yeah, Joe Biden and John Kerry. I mean, you know, I'm not, it's not like they were uniquely bad. I mean, they were carrying out the, the, the policy of the Obama administration, but it was Joe Biden who took the lead. He, the, one of the first things that he did was when Snowden left Hong Kong, he, the ticket that he had was Moscow, Havana, and then he was going to go to Ecuador where he was going to get asylum. And Joe Biden called the Cuban government and said, if you allow him safe passage, which they had already granted him, you're going to suffer consequences like you've never experienced from the U.S. government before. So they withdrew their safe passage guarantee. Um, and then he applied, you know, to countries like that, that frequently grant asylum to, to whistleblowers like Sweden, Finland, even Germany and France, where there were also a lot of revelations that were looked favor upon favorably because he was showing that those populations how the NSA was spying on them. And then at the last minute, um, his lawyers would get a call from the consulate of those countries and say, Joe Biden called and said that they'll start a trade war with us or they'll withdraw from this treaty or they'll do this or that um, if we grant asylum. And I'm sorry, we just can't. All right. So that was a different cut than I thought it was. Uh, but I want to I point this out. The U.S. government over one man telling the truth to the American people about what their government was doing sought asylum and were basically Joe Biden called and said, if you give this person bullied those countries into doing his private bidding for the World Economic Forum, for the, what these, this cabal, 
They bullied entire countries on giving one man asylum for standing up and, and giving information to the American people about what their government was doing. One man. They bullied an entire country. We're willing to take away and sanction countries because a man told the American people the truth. And what he's saying is, is that the biddings of these journalists, they're not journalists. They're CIA ops. That's why they're inside of tech companies now and writing and doing all those things. One man willing to negate any sort of relationship they have with that country to bully them into destroying that one man. And here's what Russia did. Nah, he can stay here. That's why Russiagate. That's why the private war. That's why they... they push NATO to do the things it did to Russia. Let's punish Russia. Let's do the passive-aggressive thing because we're weak. And let's let other people suffer while we sit over here in our posh little chairs and take the money of the American people and just ship it over there so that we can have a private war, a very private war with Ukraine, or excuse me, with Russia, using a proxy, another nation as a proxy. That is what you do when you're a coward. And the U.S. apparatus is cowards. They're evil and they hurt people. They hurt people, and they do underhanded and conniving things, as you just heard. <sighs> All right. I gave you a lot of information on the Nord Pipeline. I'm sorry I threw in the stuff about Sudan. I hope it was helpful. I hope it gave you a little bit of landscape, and people can say whatever they want, but I know a lot about that region. I know a lot about that region. I love to read about that region, not from U.S. You know, I would never read Voice of America. But I, w I would read about, and I want you guys to understand that when I sit here on the podcast, I was a tech CEO for a decade. I built a company on a cocktail napkin, and I've gotten the, the smear, the wrap-up smear campaigns on a regular basis. I've heard them all from these clown crap bags in the media. I've heard them all. I've seen them all. Like, I just, I just don't care. And I, I don't care if people actually believe it. I could care less. The fruit of my tree is good. So when I talk about these things, I spent years in the Middle East and Africa. I taught, I taught myself Arabic. Actually, that's not true. Rosetta Stone taught me Arabic. <laughs> and I'm a little out of practice. But taught me Arabic so that I could go and communicate when I was there, when I was flying back and forth. You're not talking to someone that did not invest in the area, in the time, trying to solve problems and work the problem just like I did in tech, just like I did in other businesses that, that I've been involved in or invested in. So I'm not talking to you as a podcaster. I'm talking to you with a guy with over 20 years experience doing some pretty radically amazing things in my life. My life has been amazing. Even now, like people are like, oh, Joe, we feel bad for you. I, I do appreciate all the support. I got to tell you. And it's heated up again. So if you can help me out on the Defend Joe Altman, the Give, Send, Go that we have, I'd appreciate it. I really would. Um, you can go to Give, Send, Do, Go slash, or Give, Send, Go dot com slash Defend Joe Altman. I would appreciate it. I, I, do, I do appreciate the help. And I do appreciate the comments and the people that have stood up. But I do not come on this podcast because I wanted to be advertising clicks. I didn't come on, I don't come on and talk to you about these things because I just find my way through things. I study it. I understand it. I've lived it. 
And so I try to give you as much information as possible. I try to help you understand what is happening in other countries. And am I pissed off at the American apparatus? You're damn right I am. Because now people in America are suffering, people overseas are suffering, the entire world is collapsing, we're talking about World War III, we're blowing up pipelines, we're establishing uh, barriers between people in their own countries, we're not respecting the sovereignty or the voice of the people, just like we don't in the United States. We call that a sham referendum, but what happened in the United States is supposed to be good, virtuous. A system that is black boxed and has no transparency is virtuous. So I bring you these things from a position of wisdom not a position of, I just make this stuff up. And what I haven't done is probably gone uh, deep enough into the details of some of these things. So I'm gonna start doing that. I'm gonna start showing you and examining all the different documents that are out there, all the different things that they're doing. We're gonna go through some bills, we're gonna dissect those bills. I think it's important for you to understand where we are as a nation. To wrap it up, guys, I want to uh, tell you what the fax blast is today. We had a huge day yesterday, huge day of members that went out there and literally bombarded Congress. We're in the secondary process of building out a place where you can have conversations with state legislatures. We'll have phone numbers in there where you can press a button and just from your phone, tablet, uh, call in and actually leave a message for your Congress, Congress your, your people in Congress at the state level and the national level. We're gonna build in other uh, parts of the government apparatus so that we can bombard um, health and human services. We can bombard the EPA. We can bombard any organization out there. We can shut down their phones. We can do whatever we want right now to make sure that they're listening to the American people. Those systems are being built. So I do appreciate all the people that have become members. But the facts blast today is about impeachment. It's the economy, stupid. Reasons to impeach and remove Joe Biden. And I say that with angst because that means that we'd have um, illegitimate Harris in there as well. We printed too much money and just thought the party would never end. And the party's over, said billionaire investor Carl Icona at MarketWatch's Best News Idea and Money Festival last week. And prepared testimony before two congressional committees last week, J.P. Morgan Chief Jamie Dimon seemed to concur warning of economic storm clouds on the horizon. Now keep in mind, just 60 days ago, they weren't saying this. According to testimony published last week by the Financial House Financial Services Committee, the chiefs of the seven largest U.S. banks prepared testimony highlighting their efforts to boost diversity and cut emissions to combat climate change. Diamond's prepared testimony aligned to the misguided optimism and fell short of full gaslight. At the same time, many Americans are being crushed by high inflation, eroding real incomes, particularly from higher prices of gas and food. Diamond Road continuing, many Americans are feeling the pain and consumer confidence continues to drop. In other news, gas prices have reversed their decline with Fox News reporting the average price for a gallon of gas in the U.S. is rising again in the past week after declining for nearly 100 days in a row the summer driving season. The prices on Sunday was $3.41 a gallon, according to the AAA. That makes it five straight days of increases that begin Wednesday morning with the price ticking up at 368 per gallon from 364 the previous 67 the previous day. Remember that according to the Energy Information Administration, the week Biden took off the national average of price of gas was 238. In a meeting with economic team Monday, Biden blamed gas stations, whining. My message is simple to the companies running gas stations and setting those prices at the pump. Bring down the prices you're charging at the pump and reflect the cost you pay for the product. Bring the prices down to reflect the cost. How dare these gas stations make a profit? I don't even know. 
Joe Biden couldn't destroy the economy this spectacularly by accident. The policies driving the economic change appear designed to destroy American wealth. Given that Biden's policies are nearly all driven by executive order, you, the Congress, are squarely to blame. The executive branch couldn't achieve the American downfall if the legislative branch were serving as a check and balance against it. Biden has assumed congressional powers since signing seven routine proclamations on his first day in office. Congress, rather than protect against the overreach of the executive branch, has engaged in more expensive and illegitimate investigations of the former president and his supporters. Essentially, Congress has delegated its powers to Joe Biden's pen. This is a dereliction of duty and violation of your oath. We know now that you're watching the markets plunge at the lowest level since before Biden assumed office. If there's one thing you insider traders watch, it's the markets. America's confidence and trust in their government has also plunged to the lowest levels since before Biden took office. Examine your role in that and remember your oath. So the demand for remedy is to impeach Joe Biden and remove Joe Biden from office. That's the remedy. We're going to learn the power of the word no, people. Okay, I'm going to pray with you, if that's okay. And with all the things that I'm telling you about, I just want you to understand that we're not, we, we, there is a lot of great things that are happening in our community. A lot of great things. Some amazing things that are happening in our community. And, you know, we, we, uh, we are going to go through some, some darker days. But your stock market's already down 50%. Leave your money in the market. <laughs> I'm just telling you. And if it goes down, it's going to go down for everyone. But what's funny to me is that these banks are talking about global warming and climate change, and they're ignoring the things that really hurt you. They're doing the same thing in corporate America as politics have done over the decades to get us to not even understand what they're saying. It's Greek. They're, they're, they're speaking. Sorry, Apollo. It's, it's Greek. I heard that shade. <laughs> it's a little shade. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> I want you to know to speak plain English. Speak English to people. Yeah, 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 I don't care about your climate change. I don't care about it. I want to leave the planet better than when I found it. I want to, I'll recycle. I think it's a good thing to do. I mean, these water bottles and all this stuff, it's, it's crazy. Let's get rid of that stuff, right? I don't know how many of you like order stuff and it comes in these packages and there's a package inside the package inside the package. We could simplify it if we didn't like packaging so much. Sorry, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm, it's not like I'm running around saying global warming, global warming. I don't believe that, but I believe that you can only bury trash for so long and build houses on top of it because that's what they've really done is that they create these landfills and they build homes on it. Remember radon? That was the big thing. Oh, radon, radon, radon. That's a real thing because you're building houses on trash. Okay. Let's pray with you. Uh, you know, you know what I'm gonna do tomorrow. I'm gonna get somebody to call in, and I'm gonna have somebody, one of our audience, pray. That's gonna happen tomorrow. It's a good idea. Yeah, tomorrow one of you is gonna pray. One of you, Father God, thank you, thank you for allowing us to have intelligence, wisdom, courage, push out fear, allowing us to become ambassadors of truth. Thank you for the time that we had today together. Thank you for the, the people that are a part of the, the Conservative Daily family. Thank you for those that support Conservative Daily that have given and donated so that we can continue to push our voice. Father, thank you for standing in the gap and helping us 
to combat all of the all of the sequestration or the the silencing of our voice. Thank you for making it available that we can that we can research and gather true information, real information, truth that can combat the lies that these apparatuses have created that these radical leftists and these establishment Republicans push towards so they can maintain power and money. Father, it's gotten too big. We can see it. So Father, I would ask you to give us the strength to stand up, give us the courage, but also help us to just heal our hearts, to, to recognize that the sky is not falling and that restoration is around the corner if we will just stand and be good stewards of the time that you've given us, the tools that you've made us, and for the faith in the mission which we must pursue. Help us, Father, that we may stand together and be united. Help us that we may recognize truth, that we may not just run to the, the extremes or the propaganda of the radical media. We may not allow them, and we can break the back of the words they use like sham. We can break the back of the things that they say that they have been clear about, that they haven't been, that we can question their ability to say something that never happened and that we can call it out for what it is, a lie. And we can call them what they are, which is liars. And we can stop this radicalization of our communities by people that say that they're here to support us and that they're here to help. Help us, Father. Help us, Father, to stand clear, concise, together with open minds and clear hearts. That we can do your work, Father. We understand that faith without works is dead. I would just ask you to embolden our faith, embolden our courage, and help us to walk with you, Father. I ask all these things. We ask all of these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Hey, thank you again for being here at the podcast. I'll see you tonight at four o'clock. God bless you all. If you want to watch Conservative Daily Podcast, we go live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time and 4 p.m. Mountain Time. You can find us live at conservative-daily.com, on Rumble, on Frank's Beach, where we go live on Lindell TV 2 at those same times, on DLive, and now on Odyssey. You can also find our episodes at brighteon.com. Make sure you also check out the link in the description to go to the Brighteon store and prepare you and your family with the awesome storable food and other products that they have there. You can find us on the audio edition at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, Audible, and everywhere else. Make sure you go and give us a five-star review and be that ambassador of truth. Share this episode with everyone who needs to hear it. Text the word FREEDOM to 89517 and we'll shoot you a text message when we're about to go live. Check out the description for our link to the daily newsletter so you get access to the fax blasts. We want to thank you for being a listener of Conservative Daily Podcast as we pursue truth and fight to restore our nation. We will continue to provide you with the most important information that the mainstream media will not show you. Now at conservative-daily.com, you have the option to become a member with us. Each membership option varies in access and discounts in regards to the ability to interact with the Daily Facts Blast, monthly savings, access to extra content, and interactions with the hosts and guests of the show. Go to conservative-daily.com and become a member right now for as little as $10 a month. Make sure you check out social media and find us everywhere at Conservative Daily and at Joel Oltman. We'll see you next time on Conservative Daily Podcast. It's time to do the hard work. Let's take our country back, patriots. God bless America.